Hello, everyone. Uh, recording live from Westmoreland County, Pennsylvania here. My second attempt at a podcast. Tried one earlier in the week and uh, learned a few things, but it was successful as well. So looking forward to uh, hopefully making this a thing. Again, as I had in my first show, uh, it's a very special guest with me here. One of my best childhood friends, if not my best childhood friend, uh, Cody Elias out there from California. Hey, Cody I should say Baker, Elias, what's going on? Not much, brother. Uh, you know, just another day, another dollar, as they say, in the uh, working field here. Uh, everything's great. About to get ready to watch a Sharks hockey game. They can't play here in Santa Clara County in California because of a COVID restriction with the county as the 49ers were playing their games in Arizona to end the season. The Sharks are playing in Arizona, but they're the road team because they're playing Arizona Coyotes. And there are going to be fans in the stands, but the Sharks can't play or practice at their own arena with nobody there. So it's very head-scratching what's going on, but I understand it, so I'm looking forward to that. Especially after the uh, Penguins put a real laughter together yesterday against the Flyers in their opening uh, game of the season. Uh, yeah, it's, it's crazy with COVID right now. There are so many different uh, stipulations depending on where you are, what county, what state you're in. Uh, just it's, it's really wild. and. Uh, yeah, you're right. Penguins last night uh, were in the game, uh, came out pretty hot, and then uh, after that gave up some quick goals and end up being a 6-3 victory, I believe, for the Flyers. So not a good start for the Penguins. But uh, all right, well, uh, tonight our main focus is uh, going to be the NFL matchups as it was in week, our first podcast. I put our first podcast into the archives. Uh, not too many people got to see that. Uh, that'll, that'll go down stay there for a while if they get buried in a basement somewhere um but no we learned a lot uh, it was fun so thanks again for joining uh cody on that call and this one uh cody's actually his official title uh for the oakland a's i'll just tell you what it is i mean yeah, I, I, no it's easier i'm the uh producer of ace cast live our live talk show we do three days a week from one to four pacific so four to seven eastern uh on iHeartRadio. And then I'm also multimedia producer, which that term is used very loosely sometimes because I don't do a lot of video work. I do all, mainly all audio, uh, but it's I've been doing this now for almost two years, so it's been a lot of fun. So uh, if you guys ever want to check out the show, all you have to do, if you want to hear all baseball talk or if, if there are any Ace fans listening in Westmoreland County or the 412 or 724 or whatever the other area codes are back there, I can always remember anymore. Um, just go to athletics.com slash AceCast and you can listen to us live or Go to athletics.com slash podcast, and you'll see all the different podcasts that I produce or kind of co-host and put together and stuff. So it's, it's a lot of fun. So Yeah, absolutely. It sounds like it, it's some next-level stuff there. Uh, so that's awesome. Thanks for explaining that um, to our viewers and um, everyone out there that, that they may be listening. So, um, All right. Well, like I said, our, our main focus for tonight um, will be the NFL matchups going into the weekend. Uh, talk about them a little more than we did. And uh, we'll kind of we'll go back and forth um, and give our opinions on these. So I'll let you lead off. Uh, first game of the weekend is is the Rams at the uh, Green Bay Packers. So uh, what do you think about that game? So you got the Cal Bowl here. Uh, I live very close to Cal Berkeley. Great stadium to go watch a college football game. Uh, but you got Jared Goff versus Aaron Rodgers. Big age gap uh, there in this game. But both Cal quarterbacks. Uh, no John Wofford this week uh, as he's rolled out. So you got. Blake Bortles 
uh, reemerging. If you remember him, the quarterback took the Jags to the AFC title game a few years ago, where they lost to the Patriots. So this is gonna be this is gonna be a good game because the Rams defense, you know how talented they are with Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey, uh, their secondary, their offense is essentially been run through Cam Akers for the last five games. Cam Akers, the rookie, has had 20 carries in four of the last five games. Uh, even with Jared Goff playing poorly with a bad thumb and Wofford starting Week 17 in the playoff game last week that they won, so it's gonna be it's it's gonna be a good game to watch. But Aaron Rodgers, uh, just the, what he can do with Devontae Adams and Robert Tunyon, Aaron Jones, Jamal Williams, they have so much talent on offense, and their defense has played pretty well this year under defensive coordinator Mike Pettin. I see it being a closer game than a lot of people think, but I just don't know if the uh, Rams can keep up offensively with the Packers because they, uh, they've been scheming all week for Jared Goff, as Coach Matt LaFleur said earlier this week. So I'm, I'm lo- really looking forward to seeing the Battle of the Cow Bowl, but I definitely see uh, Aaron Rodgers trying to move on to try to get to his second Super Bowl title with the Packers. Yeah, those are excellent points. Um, that's interesting stat. I did not know that they were both um, cow quarterbacks. I didn't think about that, so that's that's great. Uh, the age gap as well. Yeah, that that's an interesting side note to this game. So, golf is starting the game, correct? Or yeah, is- yeah. He, from what I've read, he's supposed to start. And and Blake Bortles, the former University of Central Florida quarterback and Jaguar legend, is going to be his backup. So. God willing, Jared Goff gets hurt. You know Blake Bortles is going to lose that game for them. You're exactly right with their defense. Uh, Ramsey, Donald, and the rest of them, they have a really, really solid defense. Uh, Akers has been great for them. Their offense essentially has been run through him, like you said. Uh, Yeah, that would be the question of can they keep up with with Rodgers and that high-powered offense at Lambeau. Um, I'm very excited to see the Devontae Adams-Ramsey matchup and, and how the Rams play that, but that matchup will be great. Obviously, uh, Rodgers is, is extremely tough and talented at home. Lambeau is always a tough place to play. You left out, which I thought you'd throw in the, the frozen tundra of Lambeau Field there. Uh, so, yeah, weather can always play a factor. They're a lot better in the cold, uh, and we'll see how that plays out. But I'm sure it's going to be chilly, if not snowing. Uh, Aaron Jones, uh, yeah, they, they're, they're extremely talented on offense. So I think it'll be a good game. I think it'll be close. Uh, but, yeah, it really comes down to, as you stated, can the Rams keep up in this game? And I'm not sold at this point that they can, but I guess we'll see. I think what helps them is McVay is so good at scheming plays to get players open. There was a great play against uh, in the game last week against the Seahawks where he schemed a play where he got Robert Woods wide open on a, you know, Goff wasn't that great. He was, I think it was like nine of 19 passing or whatever it was coming in, you know, after Wofford got hurt and he got taken away in an ambulance, but he was fine. Goff comes in with the two screws in his thumb, but there was a play um, I remember that uh, McVay, being a great young play caller and a good play schemer, he drew up this play and he got Robert Woods wide open for a touchdown, and that kind of like sealed the game for the Rams. But getting Cam Akers going is going to be a big key for for the Rams if they want to try to keep up. They got a great offensive line. Uh, it's just a matter of will they be able to get that run game going and take the pressure off of Jared Goff, get a little play action going because. Goff can move a little bit in the pocket. I wouldn't say he's Aaron Rodgers-esque when it comes to moving around, but uh, that's going to be their key because if, if they can't get that running game going, uh, it's going to be tough to try to keep throwing the ball, forcing the ball on the field to Woods and Cooper Cup and Tyler Higbee and the other weapons they have on offense. So uh, the frozen tundra, it's going to be like that, and you're going to have some fans there. I think they have like 6,000 fans expected. They, the game sold out within minutes, so uh, the 
the Packer faithful is, is going to show up in, in full force and support the uh, small community of Green Bay as they look to move on to the NFC title game. Uh, yeah, Lambeau, always a tough place to play. Uh, having 6,000 or so fans will there will, will definitely help them. Um, I fully agree about McVay. Um, he seems to always draw up uh, some creative plays, and he's really a, a bright, just very talented uh, young coach in the league. Is he the youngest coach in the league? That's a really good question. I think he still might be. Matt LaFleur is like in his early 40s. So is Kyle Shanahan. So is Cliff Kingsbury. Uh, side note, the NFC West might have the best-looking head coaches in, in, in the history of the NFL. You got McVay, Shanahan, Kingsbury. and Cl- Hey, don't sleep on Pete Carroll like 68 years old. He's still a good-looking old man. That is a, a the center couple pages of a GQ magazine and the cover. <laughs> you're, you're exactly right there. So <laughs> that, that's great. So, All right. Uh, next game of the weekend, uh, I'll let you go first again. The Ravens at the Bills. No one circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. And this is going to be a great game. Two young hotshot quarterbacks. You got the the MVP from last year, Lamar Jackson, who won his first playoff game, who struggled last year in the playoffs. I think he threw it 59 times. Uh, He was 0-2 heading into that matchup last week where they finally took down the Titans. The Bills with Josh Allen. Josh Allen has progressed so much from year one to now uh, at the age of 24. He has a cannon for an arm. He's more accurate. He can move. Um, he's got great receivers, Cole Beasley. He's got Stephon Diggs, which is probably the most underrated, uh, underappreciated move of the NFL offseason last year, uh, in my opinion, which people probably disagree and say that everyone knows about it. But, I mean, for what he did for that offense with over 100 catches and helping Josh Allen, it's huge for them. With the, when they especially don't have a running game, Singletary, and then they have no uh, Zach Moss this week. And their defense is pretty, you know, pretty good. They got a lot of good guys, Poyer and Milano and – and Jerry Hughes, and uh, they got they got pieces that help that defense for Sean McDermott, a defensive-minded coach. And you got to be able to slow down Lamar Jackson. That's going to be the key. Uh, Lamar is as a talented player. He's the best runner I've seen in the NFL. You know, we've been, we're not old enough to be able to know what Randall Cunningham looked like running out of the pocket, but we saw Michael Vick play. And I think I think Lamar is way more explosive than Vick. Don't think he has the arm yet. Vick had a cannon uh, from the left side, which. Uh, was this impressive in itself, but it's going to be a good game to watch. The, the Ravens also have three very talented running backs, Dobbins and Mark Ingram and Gus Edwards. So it's a, it's going to be a tough stand for Buffalo as they try to get back to the AFC title game for the first time since the, what, mid, like the early 90s when they went four years in a row. So uh, I'm rooting for the Bills. Josh Allen is a local kid. He's not Bay Area, but he's from Fireball, which is Tulsa Fresno, so it's like two hours south of me. Um I've actually got the interview, talked to his parents before, uh, so I'm rooting for him. I want the Bills. I mean, who? Why would you root against the Bills? Plus, we're talking about the seven-two-four. You're not going to root for the Ravens. Get out of here. I think the Bills won this game. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I'm sure myself and and most people around here are rooting for the Bills this weekend. Um, respect the Ravens, but definitely pulling for the Bills. Um, to start with them. Uh, great points. Uh, Josh Allen has definitely become a lot better. Uh, I think he can move in the pocket. He, I fully agree that he has a cannon for an arm. He has all the weapons he needs on offense. Uh, Zach Moss will hurt a little bit for sure. Uh, but overall, his receivers are very talented. In addition to Stephon Diggs, as we talked about the other night, uh, absolutely amazing. Has, has transformed that offense, has transformed Allen as a quarterback. Uh, it's made both of them better. 
think Diggs is another level than he was in Minnesota. And uh, I really think that the Ravens will have to neutralize that if they want to win this game. Uh, so we'll see. I, I, like you said, I am pulling for them, though. If they do get back, that, like you said, that would be their first AFC title game since the 90s. Uh, so we'll see. I'm sure there's pressure on them. Uh, it, it's kind of a neat stat that or um, fact that you uh, throughout that you were able to talk to um, Josh Allen's parents. That's that's neat. Were they nice people? Yeah, they were. Though they're farmers from like Fireball, so you know they're just you know good old you know. The the joke here is we call that the Central Valley, and that's you know a lot of people down there are farmers and stuff. But they're really nice people. Uh, this is like right when he I think this was around the draft when he got drafted. Um, because one of the guys I worked with uh, for a long time in sports talk radio was one of the greatest fullbacks of all time, the great Lorenzo Neal, Fresno State's own uh, Chargers legend, and former Raven also too. Uh, but he doesn't. We don't really consider him a Raven legend. He's more of a Chargers guy. But uh, Allen's parents were really nice, and just you know, thinking of the Bills, we saw the Browns snap a playoff drought last week. So did the Bills. I think that was their first playoff win since ninety. Was it ninety five? Was their last playoff win? So. They, you know, it was, it was, I'm, I was really happy for him, but uh, it's, it's been a tough road for Buffalo to get back. And, you know, we know about Bill's mafia. We're going to see tables and, you know, fire, fire tables and uh, power bombs. Everything. They're going to, they're going to show up too at Ralph Wilson stadium. So uh, again, I'm pulling for the bills. I think they're a great story. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I figured Alan's parents were, were nice people because when you, when you see him and hear him talk, he, he seems like a really bright young a uh, respectful player and uh, young man, you should say. Um, and I really, really starting to like him, especially as he improves here. Uh, yeah, it was a huge win for for the Bills. Obviously, uh, Bills fans, Browns fans had something to celebrate that they hadn't had in a long time. Uh, and no one circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. So maybe they'll get some big plays on special teams this weekend. I'm sure Chris Berman will be going crazy at his house or wherever he's watching the game. I'm sure he's still a Bills fan, and uh, you always have the Bills mafia to contend with in the parking lot. So if you're attending a game and you're a Ravens fan, I don't see how that would – actually, there, are there going to be fans there or not? There were last week, so I would assume why they wouldn't have fans right. here again. So, I thought, um, Yeah, I thought, I I thought so. It, if, if you're a Ravens fan and going to the game, seems very unlikely, but be careful in the parking lot. <laughs> Watch out for those tables, steel chairs, Yeah, it, else. Yeah, so. what's crazy too is you don't actually know how many fans are actually – like I think they had like 3,000 or something like that last week that showed up at their – at their game, so I mean, they uh, De Blasio, the the governor, uh, or Cuomo, sorry, or is it De Blasio? De Blasio is the mayor, Cuomo's the the governor. They yes. opened up the the um, stadium, so we'll we'll see. Um, Bills Mafia is going to be represented no matter what, um, so it's going to be a great weekend up there in uh, was that Western New York? I guess if you know your geography of New York, it's still, yeah. so yes, right above Erie, Western New York. Yep, uh, yeah, so. Shift over to the Ravens for me a little bit. Yeah, like you covered it. Uh, Lamar Jackson, MVP last year, obviously played phenomenal in first game, got his first win. So uh, he has building some momentum, uh, like we talked about. That run he had was absolutely amazing. Uh, I believe Harbaugh was quoted saying it was the best run he had seen from a quarterback in the playoffs. Uh, so amazing grind. You know how explosive he can be. So we'll see what Lamar you get. Uh, but if he's on top of his game, very hard to beat, especially with the running game they have with Dobbins and everyone else. Uh, very, very talented group offensively. And Lamar Jackson uh, seems to be getting be any be um, a lot better, excuse me, as, as we go here. I uh, he made the comparison to Michael Vick there. I agree. Uh, I, I think he's a better runner, but definitely not the arm yet. Uh, Michael Vick has, has an absolute cannon and, 
very rare, rare left-handed quarterback, as we talked about uh, the other night. Not too many of them uh, that, that stood out. Vic, Steve Young, and some others. Uh, very rare uh, to be a left-handed quarterback there. So, But, yeah, I think it's everything with the game. Uh, it's a complete toss-up to me. I'm kind of rooting for the Bills, but I, I could see anything happen in this game. So, All right, uh, moving on, next game of the weekend, uh, the Browns at the Chiefs. Um, I'll go first with this one. Um, yeah, like I said the other night, I think the Browns have a legitimate chance. Uh, they they play their game and uh, they don't make early mistakes. They could somehow get a lead, somehow things, you know, a fumble, so, something go their way, kind of a lucky break early on. I, I do think they could pull the upset. Uh, I know how powerful Kansas City is, especially at home, Arrowhead, they're well rested. But that worries me a little bit. You know, they had the the bye week and they were off week 17 because it didn't matter most some of the players. So it's kind of hard sometimes when you take essentially three weeks off of football to come back. It seems like this teams usually start slow when they're in their circumstances. Um, so we'll see. But I believe Cleveland does have the firepower to pull off this upset. I don't know if they will. And I can easily see it being a blowout for, for the Chiefs way. Um, but I guess we'll see on Sunday and uh, – yeah, so what are your thoughts on that game? So, uh, first of all, I think the Browns are getting Denzel Ward and another one of their corners back, which they didn't have against the Steelers, and they still um, essentially, uh, you know, ran you know ran the score up on them. Uh, so that's going to be a big key, but I still don't know if Denzel Ward's really going to be able to slow down a, a Tyreek Hill and who's going to cover Travis Kelsey. I don't know, Sammy, Wat Sammy Watkins and uh, Clyde Edwards-Alaire. I don't know if they practice today, but, you know, maybe they're back for this weekend. So there's more weapons coming the Chiefs' way to go along with Robinson as well that the Chiefs have. Uh, Mahomes is Mahomes. We know how great he is. He's, you know, he's probably one of the best young quarterbacks we've ever seen, if not the best young quarterback we've ever seen. Their defense scares me. I'm not a big Steve Spagnola fan. I'm sorry, he never did anything with the Rams uh, when he was the head coach. He did a great job with the Giants when they when he was DC there when they won those two Super Bowls against Brady. But uh, their defense would like you know Sorensen's a good safety, but like that. I mean, I, there's no really Chris Jones is the guy maybe on the defensive line if you want to slow down the run. But the Chiefs can just you know those pass the ball the whole time. Andy Reid's really good at play play scheming as well. He's one of the best. But when you look at the when you look at the Browns offense, you got Baker. And Baker's played a lot better uh, down the stretch. And Nick Chubb is a fourth-quarter running back, but I don't know if the Browns are going to be leading in the fourth quarter, so we'll see how that goes. And you got Landry and some other weapons. So, And Kevin Stefanski's back. Uh, as we mentioned before, he wasn't at the game against the Steelers. He was in his basement calling the game or watching the game on his 60-inch TV, as the great Adam Schefter of ESPN pointed out for everyone on um, Sunday afternoon. But... I, I still think I'm going to I'm gonna go. Matthew mentioned the other day on the podcast that the Chiefs are a 10-point favorite. I haven't looked at the line since then. I still think the Chiefs win by double digits. They're just too talented to to not move on to the AFC title game yet again. Yeah, <clears throat> made some great points there. Uh, they are still a 10-point favorite as I look at it here. So that's probably right. We'll see. Uh, but like you said, uh, they just have a tremendous amount of weapons. Uh, with with Kelsey, Tyreek Hill, Mahomes, Hilaire, if he's playing, you can go on and on. They have so many weapons and so much speed on that offense. So, you know, with the Browns cornerback coming back and a few others maybe getting healthy, that will definitely help the Browns. But they have to slow them down early and often. And, and if the Chiefs get out and running, I don't think that the Browns will be able to keep up. But we'll see. Like you said, Baker Mayfield is talented. He, he's clearly improving. He's been playing a lot better. He also has a cannon 
you know, and, and the running backs are great, but if they're losing, will that matter? Who knows? But bringing Stefanski back, yeah, clear, <laughs> great win last week. Absolutely incredible, dominating win without their head coach. So now he's back. Uh, very important, but uh, should be a good game. But overall, I think we both agree that the Chiefs clearly have the edge in this game, and we'll move on to the AFC Championship game. So, all right, uh, the final finale of the weekend. Uh, much, much anticipated game between the two legends, Hall of Famers, uh, everything quarterbacks, uh, Buccaneers at the Saints. So I'll start off by saying this is a matchup of Father Time versus um... – I don't know, whatever other insert uh, other analogy or whatever you want to put there for Drew Brees, but it's going to be a good one. This is the third time now this year they're going to match up. The Saints blew them out the first two times. It's really hard to beat a team three times in a year, uh, especially in the, uh, the National Football League. But uh, seeing Brady go up against Drew Brees is going to be great. The, the You know what the, the Bucks offense has with Leonard Fournette and if Ronald Jones goes this week. You know the receivers, Evans and Antonio Brown, Scotty Miller, the tight end, Brayton, Gronk. Their defense, they have a good run defense, which the Saints have Kamara, and Kamara's been playing. I mean, he had the six touchdowns on Christmas Day. Um, selfishly, I went against him in fantasy, and that screwed me out of the uh, out of the playoffs. But, you know, I'm not here to talk about sour grapes. So I think the Saints defense under Dennis Allen is playing very well. Uh, Marshawn Lattimore, it's going to be a good matchup to watch with Mike Evans. They always have battles out there on, uh, in the, on the field. So... I still think the Bucs are going to win this game. I think Brady's going to go to another title game, this time in the NFC title game. Uh, and you got two quarterbacks that are about 20 years older than Josh Allen and literally every quarterback in the AFC. The oldest quarterback is Baker Mayfield at 25, where the oldest quarterback in the NFC is Tom Brady at 43, and the youngest is Jared Goff at 26. And then I think I think I mentioned the other day, 37 is the average age for the NFC quarterbacks to pose a 25 or 24 for the AFC it's going to be great no matter what. It's These are two legendary quarterbacks. This might be Drew Brees, a swan song if they lose because he just, I don't know. He, to me, he hasn't looked good since he since the injury. And I don't I don't I think his deep ball is lacking. They do got Michael Thomas back, which is great for them. But I think uh, I think we're going to see Bucks, Packers in the NFC title game, Rodgers, Brady, something we don't really get to see that often. So I'm looking well, – actually, I think they played earlier this year, but I'd like to see that matchup uh, one more time. The Saints are 2-0 and against them this year. Very tough to beat a team three times. Advantage goes to the Bucs there, uh, especially in the NFL, in any sport. But especially in the NFL, it seems to be very, very rare that happens. I can't even tell you the last time that that would have happened, something for us to look up. Uh, but, yeah, but both teams are, are star-studded across the board. Obviously, the quarterbacks, running backs, receivers, they, ha- they have it all both ways. So, on paper, this looks like it's going to be a shootout. I'm sure that's what Vegas thinks, what everyone thinks, and it most likely will. But at the same time, if this is one of those defensive games where teams really try to time a possession, grind it out, I wouldn't be surprised because kind of go against the grain, and sometimes that works uh, in games like this. Um, and uh, Yeah, but with the Saints, I think it boils down to me, you have to stop Kamara. Um, Kamara, obviously, with a six-touchdown performance earlier in the year, and – everything he can do, how talented he is. If you don't shut him down as the Bucks, you're going to have a long day. Obviously, they have other threats too, Michael Thomas across the board. Um, but I know that you, you need to stop Kamara. You can't let him run wild, especially at home. He seems to be even better 
in, uh, in a dome, especially at the Superdome. So, but yeah, their defense is solid. Lattimore is obviously great. Uh, another matchup with Mike Evans, but the Bucks have more than that. You know, clearly, like we stated with Godwin, uh, Antonio Brown, Gronk, they're they're loaded. So, uh, Fournette, there's going to be a lot of things that the Saints need to focus on, but. I think it'll be a great game. Uh, like I said earlier, I definitely give the Bucks the edge. Um, you said Breeze lacking a little bit, clearly not the Drew Breeze we know, but he's still improving since he's been back since the injury. I think the injury took a toll on him, uh, but who knows? I do know though that's a huge game for him and would be a monumental win for him. I know it's just a divisional round, but I, I think it would be against legend, against another legend, national TV primetime. I think a win would do a lot for him, but uh, we'll see. And then the winner obviously probably goes to Green Bay, whether it's Brady versus Rodgers or a Breeze versus Rodgers. Either one would be an excellent matchup. So I'm excited to see both. So I guess we'll know here in a, a few short days how this all play out. So, yeah. I, I can't believe forgot about Chris Godwin when we were talking about the receivers that Brady has. Penn State legend Chris Godwin. Completely forgot about him because he had a – he had a disastrous game when it comes to drops last week. He had, four, I think, what, four drops, and I think that's the most he had all year and all season was four. Uh, he's a very short-handed receiver. Um, don't sleep on Scotty Miller. I like him as their kind of like their their slot their slot receiver, even though that Antonio Brown's kind of there. But yeah, I want to see I want to see Brady Rogers and I want to see Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes. You got two strong arm quarterbacks in the AFC, and you got two guys that throw probably the best deep ball in the NFL and Brady and and Rodgers in the NFC. So even at 43, Brady can still throw the deep ball with them, with the best of them. So it's going to be a lot of, it's going to be a lot of fun this weekend. Yeah, you're right. Definitely forgot about Scotty Miller. He seems to make a, a big catch or two every single game. His good hands, you know, always seems to be running those underneath routes and third down or whenever it's needed. So that's a great point. Uh, one thing I forgot to touch on that you mentioned was the NFC, AFC age. Uh, that's very interesting, and I know that's been highlighted on TV, but uh, wow, the AFC is obviously light years younger, uh, clearly with this game throwing that off, but it's interesting how, how separated that is. So good for the AFC, uh, good for NFL in general, but uh, very interesting to two quarterbacks in their 40s are, are matched up here. So, yeah. But I think that's everything with those games. Um, you know, four, uh, just four games this weekend, so we'll know here in a few days. How, uh, how this all plays out and I think we'll, e either way however all this plays out uh, I think we're going to have some great matchups in the championship uh, round and into the Super Bowl here some excellent teams left in it so no one circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills one thing I remembered that I did want to mention to you when I was talking to Joe uh, the guy you met uh, Buffalo Wild Wings about the sports cards I was speaking to him about everything, and I totally forgot that when we were growing up, primetime was an hour long, and they went through each game and showed every significant play and had commercials and music, and it was such a great show, and now it's obviously boiled down into the fastest three minutes. That's kind of what it is now, right? Uh, they do NFL primetime on ESPN Plus with Boomer and uh, Booger McFarlane, uh, mm. father of Anthony McFarlane, the running back from the Steelers, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, they do it on ESPN Plus, so you can watch it on like your smartphone, or um, I'm sure you can watch it on your computer if you have an ESPN Plus account. I have ESPN Plus. I've I've watched it a few times. It's not the same without Tom Jackson, but yeah, uh, it, you know you can you can still tune in and you know get your highlights. It's it's really good for the NFL regular season, but 
now that we have NFL Red Zone, like, I don't know, do we really need to go back and watch the highlights? No, you're probably right, and I didn't think about that part of it. But, yeah, the Red Zone is kind of watching primetime as it goes, you know. Uh, but, man, what a great point there the other day. That was an awesome show to look forward to every week, and they, they nailed it with that. They showed you every significant play, and uh, whether the game was significant or not, you know, whether it mattered or not, whoever it was playing, they made it exciting to recap that, and uh, you never really missed anything. So it's tough now when you if you do miss red zone or don't see the games and you see the fastest three minutes sometimes you only see a play or two from each game and obviously that doesn't do the justice so but yeah just thinking back i definitely i missed that show all right man well hey thanks for joining us um joining me tonight we just did a quick one but uh i think it was we were able to brush up on everything going into the weekend here and uh, hopefully talk early next week about what happened here and uh into the championship round but we think will a predict will take place i can't wait looking forward to it can't wait to talk about bills bills chiefs packers and bucks in the uh title game so looking forward to it bills chiefs packers bucks yeah that's that's what i believe i definitely believe the packers will win i think the bucks i think the chiefs the only those three games i'm pretty sure about uh that ravens bills game i'm not sure about i definitely want the bills to win but Lamar Jackson is very talented. Obviously, all these games can go either way, but I think that one has the best shot at being kind of a 50-50 game. Look at me going with all the picking all the favorites to win the game. That's that's really going on a ledge there by me. Right, but <laughs> he's, I mean, some of these teams are really tough at home. These are three of the best home teams there is in the league: at, at Lambeau, Arrowhead, and the Superdome. Those those three teams have very good home field advantage, whether there's fans there or not. Um, so I know I, there'll definitely be fans in Green Bay. I believe there'll be fans in KC, and I'm not sure about the Superdome. But no, they'll, have, they'll have fans. They've had fans all year, I believe, in it's a Superdome. Okay. So, yeah, so all three of those teams. And then Buffalo, right, another uh, climbing the ladder as a home field advantage team. So, Bill's Mafia, baby. That's right. So, all well, very excited for the weekend. Thanks for talking, and we'll catch up early next week.